What's going on, good people? It's your host, the one and only John of the Giant, welcoming you to the Giant Fundamentals podcast, where we bridge the gap between sports, mental health, and life. In today's episode, we're going to look at the three types of trauma and how they affect team success. Now, the last few episodes, I've been doing a lot of things on trauma because I strongly feel as if unresolved issues, trauma play a major role in how someone shows up, how they perform, whether that be, you know, on a team, sports, family, business, whatever it when you have unresolved trauma, it definitely affects how you show up. So I feel as if this is a very important topic to really like, like beat it like a dead horse so that we can have this understanding. And as we have the understanding, gain the tools to be able to navigate through unresolved issues to actually, you know, solving them, solving these traumatic issues. So I felt as if it was important to talk about the three types of trauma, breaking them down and how they affect team success. But before we even do that, I just need to be clear that we understand what trauma is, okay? So trauma comes, it comes in many forms. And if you as a leader are not aware of these type of traumas, you will have a difficult time not just leading those in your care and getting the best out of your team, but also you will have a challenging time leading as well. And trauma is, it it is a common thing in everyone's lives uh, because no one can tell you what's traumatic and what's not traumatic, right? Everyone's brains, everyone's bodies, we all experience things differently. So what may be traumatic for one person may not be traumatic for the next person, okay? So you just got to make sure that is clear. And Here's some stats that I came across that I was like, wow, like trauma is really a thing that many people experience. The stats show us that about 60% of men and 50% of women in America will experience trauma at least one time in their lives, with 12 million American adults suffering from PTSD during any given year. So the stats tell us like trauma is definitely something that most people experience. So seeing the fact that most people experience trauma, that means we really have to understand it, know what shapes and forms it comes in, and then gain the tools and the skills to deal with it. So it doesn't like really throw our lives off. Okay. So here are the three types of trauma. One, there's the acute trauma. Then there's the chronic trauma. Then there's the complex trauma. Now, every single last one of them, are a little different but i would say that the acute and the chronic definitely fall under the complex and you'll understand why okay so let's give some some brief examples of these different types of trauma so we have the acute so acute is something that a trauma that just happens one time so you seeing someone die right that is a form of an acute trauma because you you probably won't see someone die repeatedly over and over and over again. That's probably not something that you're going to see every day, every week, every month, but it does happen. Like, you know, one time that I was outside of my office and I heard a big bang and then I looked outside the window 
and I saw that, man, this guy got hit by a car. And when I went outside to go help, man, the guy, he died on impact. And I witnessed him, right, die. But I'm probably never going to see that every single month, every single week, right? So that's something like an acute trauma. Then there's the chronic. The chronic is when something is happening repeatedly over and over and over again, such as bullying, domestic violence, physical abuse, emotional abuse. Those are things that can happen on a day-to-day -day basis, right? So growing, growing up in the communities that I grew up in, growing up in the hood, I would, there was always a kid. There was always a kid that would be the target of being, a, being bullied, being picked on, being teased on. And every single day, this kid had to deal with that. Now, this, this can definitely be something where it could stem into your adulthood and it affects how you just show up in life altogether, right? Bullying, domestic violence, physical abuse. Those are, those are type of chronic traumas. Then there's the complex trauma. See the complex trauma, like I said before, the acute and the chronic could fall under it. And here's why, because complex traumas, they affect the brain long-term and they also affect one's closest relationships. So the thing is, when it comes to trauma, it's as if instead of you seeing the light, I said the light, <laughs> instead of you seeing the world from, from a colory perspective, like you seeing the color in life, trauma makes you see life from a black and white lens, right? It's just it just really alters the way you view life. Like the complex trauma, literally it scientific scientific research has shown that trauma has, it really affects someone's brain long-term and also the closest relationships. So what are some complex traumas? Neglect, uh, abuse, household dysfunction, and all the other things that I've mentioned from the acute and the chronic traumas, like seeing someone dying, being bullied, experience, experiencing domestic violence. These things can also fall under the category of complex traumas. For example, I remember my wife telling me a story about how when she was in college, her, her university was far. So what she would do, she would catch the bus to school and catch the train. Now on the way home, she would catch the bus, catch the train to the train station, and wait for her dad to come pick her up. Now, you know, growing up in Miami, Florida, I know a lot of people think, you know, it's sunshine and palm trees all around. But there are some very difficult places that you really don't want to be at certain times of night in Miami, Florida. So at that time, this train station wasn't, it didn't feel the safest. and it, it probably wasn't the safest. But my wife was left there at night. And unfortunately for her, you know, her dad is somebody who's just, he's just a late guy. He's just late. You know, there's, there's people that are just not good with time. And he was one of them. Just not good with time. So she would have to wait there for hours for him. And she grew up going to a small, small uh, private school. And now she has to be out here late at night, you know, waiting for her dad to come pick her up. So this is a jolt. This is a shock for her. So this developed in her some anxiety. This came. This is something. It was a form of a trauma for her. So now moving forward, we have our kids 
And my wife does not want to be late one minute to pick the kids up. Like if I say, yeah, I'm going to pick the kids up and school gets out at three o'clock. She wants me to be in the line by two thirty, two o'clock. Right. And the reason why that is, is because what she experienced. So I would have to tell her, like, look, you don't have to worry. Like they get out at three. I'll leave the house at three. By the time I get there, the, you know, the pickup line will be shorter. It would be good. You know, I don't have to wait that so long. She'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, no problem. But then when it gets close to three, she's like, you know what? I'm just going to go pick them up myself. You see, that is a classic case of experiencing a complex trauma, trauma in general. Okay, so I don't know if you're asking this, but I'm going to assume you're asking this. So how does trauma manifest itself in the workplace? How does trauma affect like team success how does trauma how can trauma possibly throw a leader off okay well it's easy because let's say we're gonna do some math let's say you have three people come together to start a business okay and they're partnering on a certain endeavor so that they can be able to make capital you know build capital get clients, so on and so forth. Now, if you have these three people, let's say they're well into their 30s, and each of them have experienced something in their childhood that has affected them mentally and emotionally, you best believe that those things will come into that partnership. And here's why. Because there's something about trauma, right? Or not just trauma specifically, but experiences that we experience from our childhood. They always show up in our adulthood. Why? Because there are certain things in our adulthood that whether we realize it or not, it triggers that experience from childhood. And depending on how we decided, how our brains decided to help us survive in that moment, will all determine what we do in the current moment as an adult okay so let me break this down three people all right you have the what what is the ceo the cfo and the coo right they come together start a business now this the the ceo was abandoned by his father okay and now what ends up happening is as a kid you can't really understand what abandonment is but you know you feel something okay so now abandonment what it can do is it can make you feel as if you're not worthy you're not loved so as a result what you try to do what your mind tries to do to make up for that it says look i'm going to prove to my dad who abandoned me that i am worthy to be loved and how that young man Right. That little boy, how he, you know, conjures it up and makes it make sense in his brain. He finds a place where he can be validated and does his best in that area. And a lot of time, a lot of times when it comes to to people. But I know with with boys and men in general, we always try to find our value and our worth in our work. So now this CEO, he is. He's all about covering up his abandonment issues with how hard he works and the results that he gets. Now you have the CFO. The CFO, 
he was not only abandoned by his father, but he was also neglected by his caregivers. He was neglected by his mom. He was neglected by his grandmother. He was neglected by his grandfather. He was neglected by the family. Why? Because people had to work and they just didn't have the emotional bandwidth to deal with him. So now this neglect causes him to become very rigid and overly self-protective. Okay, this causes him to have a, a closed mind and as a result, not flexible in life at all. So now what do you think is going to happen as an adult? You get into a situation where now this CFO is controlling money. And yes, you have to keep things in order. You have to make sure that you're not overspending and you have to make sure that you know how to do budget cuts. But now when it's time to actually pivot when it's actually time to take a chance and take a risk to put money in a certain place, that CFO is so rigid because of his neglect from childhood, self-protecting, so rigid, he cannot find himself to go along with the team to make that decision. Then we have the COO. The COO uh, had to grow up early. By the age of eight, nine years old, the CEO uh, had to be responsible for for their younger sibling. And they had to catch the bus. They had to make sure the younger sibling was cleaned up. So the COO had to grow up early. The CEO had to be an adult. The CEO had to be a caregiver. So now when the CEO is catching the bus and going all these different places with their younger sibling. What ends up happening is a child is not supposed to have all that responsibility at that young age so guess what the CEO, as a child develops this anxiety over life now the CEO is anxious about many things but they hold it together for the most part but there comes a point in time there comes a point in time in their adulthood where they can't hold it together anymore so now they're scared they're scared. They don't want to get out of their comfort zone because their entire life, they were out of their comfort zone and there was no adult there to help guide them through it because why? They were the adult. Here's the thing that you have to understand. All of these things, all of these things here affect team success. They affect team success. And I've been meeting with a lot of people who deal with athletes a lot of people who have organizations that help athletes transition from, you know, playing a sport to get into another career or whatever it is. And one thing that I realized with a lot of these programs is that there is not enough emphasis on the mental and emotional state of this athlete, of this person. And what many of us do not realize is that this is the foundation of everything that we do. So I believe it's just, it's, it's the most important thing. And yeah, maybe I am biased because I'm a mental health professional. Of course, definitely going to be biased in this area because if your mind is not right, then your emotions are not right. And if your emotions are not right, then guess what? When you, ex when you experience challenging things, when you get into conflict with somebody, man, you're going to, you're, you're going to, you're going to self-sabotage. You're going to self-sabotage. Like I was telling one of my boys the other day, like, can you imagine how many businesses, how many friendships, how many 
marriages, how many teams split up, broke apart because there was just some miscommunication. And knowing that this miscommunication comes from how you're viewing things and how you're viewing the situation and how you're viewing that person. And, you know, the way you're viewing that person and that situation and that thing is coming from something that is unresolved from you in the past and you don't even realize it. How many great things that could have continued on to be great if we just realized that, man, mentally and emotionally, this thing that happened to me in my childhood, it fucked me up. Now I got to be able to deal with it in a right way. Now I have to be able to to deal with it in a way where it doesn't sabotage my relationships. And this is why I strongly believe that we must have a great understanding of trauma. Like we need to do a better job of educating ourselves on not just trauma, but the things that we experience that are traumatic. Because a lot of times what ends up happening is we experience traumatic things and they're happening repeatedly. That's that chronic trauma. And then as we get older, we just think that, oh, that's just a part of life. That's just how things are supposed to be. And then when we end up having kids or we end up dealing with other people, like, sure, I went through that. Like, yo, that's just a part of it. But it's like, no, <laughs> just because you went through it, it doesn't mean that it's normal. But you see, when we don't have a right understanding of trauma and how it affects us all together, how it affects our lives, our 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 careers and our families, then we just continue repeating the cycle over and over and over and over again. Because you you can't <laughs> to me, you can't just move on in life, not addressing the traumatic events that occurred in your life from the past. Listen, you will not get the most out of your life, okay? So here's the thing what I want to leave with you, right? We're talking about trauma. We're talking about how it shows up in your life. We're talking about how it affects team success. We're talking about how trauma, it affects leaders from effectively leading. So now we need to know what to do. What do we need to do to start the process of dealing with trauma, okay? Number one. You got to talk about your childhood experiences with someone you trust. This is very important, right? Because once you talk about your childhood experience with someone that you trust, I'm going to say trust, you got to put that in there. Just watch their reaction and their reaction will let you know that something is wrong or was wrong with what you experienced. Okay. So I, I, you know, grew up in Miami. And it's very rough, very tough. Like, got to be, man, we don't, we had this thing growing up. It's like, yo, I'm not friendly. Oh, you friendly. Like, being nice was wrong. It was a bad thing to be nice. <laughs> it was, it's crazy, right? Because everybody's just in their shell protecting themselves. And so I would say, so I go to college. I get around different type of people and I go away for college, Alabama. And when I'm there, I had one of these young one one of these young ladies. She's saying something to me, and you know the term friendly. She's acting quote unquote friendly, and I'm like, man, you friendly. And she she looks at me. She's like, isn't that a good thing? And at that time and at that moment, I was like, oh shit, 
she's actually right. And the bubble burst from me. It's like, wow, the way that I was brought up to think that being nice, like there's something wrong with being nice. That comes from a traumatic place. Why? Because everyone in my environment was so guarded because nobody wanted to be bullied. Nobody wanted to be teased. Nobody wanted to be taken advantage of. So you just keep your distance from people and say, ah, yeah, you're friendly if somebody try to get close to you. That's why it's important to speak to somebody that you trust, right? You can start to really get through the layers of what you've experienced if it was something traumatic. Then next thing you can do is you can start accessing the emotions you felt when those traumatic things happen. And I know for a lot of us, especially men, anger is always the first emotion that we feel. It's like, oh, anger. But it's like, no, anger is just a surface emotion but if you want to go deep like going down into the ocean like go deep man you're gonna see that the foundation of that anger is embarrassment the foundation of that anger is abandonment the foundation of that anger is neglect it's sadness it's worthlessness so this is why it's very important to go back and really try your best to access how you felt when those traumatic things happen, like list some of those emotions. And if, you know, it's kind of hard for us because sometimes a lot of us are not really used to accessing those type of emotions or really knowing that we feel that way. Okay. So it may take some time to do that. Next thing you do, you just want to be able to write down how you felt, but not just how you felt, but also what you wish would have happened. And I think this is very important because we all have that inner child within us. The things that we experienced as a child, the emotions that we felt, the things that we saw and experienced, they're still there. They're still there. So you want to be able to appease that child in you and say, this is what should have happened. This is what I wish would have happened instead of these other things happening or me feeling this way. Then... This may be a little bit more challenging, but if you can get to the spot, I definitely suggest that you do it. The next thing you should be able to do is look at the benefits of the trauma. What good came from the trauma? Like my wife has a cousin where she experienced uh, abandonment, right? She experienced abandonment from her mother. And the thing is, we will talk about it. And I'll be like, yeah, you know, well, my wife was like, yeah, you know, her mom did this. She left her and this is why this and that and that so on and so forth. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's messed up because I know how that feels. You know, your mother abandons you. She's not there for you. It's tough. You're literally out there to fend for yourself. But when I was expressing to my wife, I said, yeah, but you don't see that that traumatic event of her mother abandoning her made her be the strong woman that she is today it made her very independent it also helped her to fight against anxiety and do the things that need to be done because when you're neglected everything is on you and you have to be the one to just pick up and go and do what needs to be done at a very young age so you develop resilience and then my wife was like wow you know i never saw it that way but like i said Sometimes it's 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 hard to get to that point because you're talking about trauma. It's like how could good come from trauma? 
but good could come out of every situation. But I strongly believe that even if before you even start doing that, if you feel as if you can't get there, just sit down with a mental health professional, sit down with a therapist to really deconstruct what you experienced traumatically to make sense of it, not just only make sense with it, come to peace with it, forgive those who wronged you in that situation, and then you'll be able to see the characteristics and the great attributes that was that were birthed from that traumatic event. So all of us, all of us have experienced at least one thing traumatic in our lives, but we have to be aware of that traumatic thing and how it affects us, not just how it affects us, but how it affects those around us. And I strongly believe when we are aware, when we confront the traumatic thing that happened to us and how it has altered our relationships, how it has altered the way we view life in the world, and we start taking the steps to deal with it, then I tell you right now, team success will grow, go higher. Individual success will go higher. Families will be more bonded together. This world literally will be a better place. Literally. At least we will make it better for the next generation. So do your work. See a mental health professional. Start journaling. Start speaking to family members and asking them, okay, why wasn't my dad there? Why wasn't my mom there? Get some family history. Start doing your work on the things, the traumatic things that you experience. And I promise you, you will definitely see your life change for the better. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if this episode inspired you in any way, please subscribe and share it to as many athletes, coaches, and performers as possible. And this concludes today's episode. But before we go, remember the man that says he can and the man that says he can't are both right. Which one are you? Have a good one and I'll see you next time.